Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Looking to close out October with a bang. It's the Sports Spectacular, powered by the good guys at IlliniGuys.com. And those guys are just so impressive, handsome, and charismatic full of themselves that's what people say about me (laughs) i mean we are we're them and they're us (laughs) yeah yeah you're right yeah i know but i but look i mean for those who don't know uh mike i gotta let them know you know i gotta tell them uh larry smith is mike kegley brad sturdy is parking the car i'll be will be uh right here with us in a moment another jam-packed show for you jeff goodman of stadium joining brad on sturdy for 30 this week uh, we'll play a bit of that. Uh, some interesting thoughts on the Illini and the upcoming hoop season. We'll get that from Jeff Goodman, one of our favorites. Uh, we'll also break down the first exhibition last Saturday night, Illini over St. Francis of Joliet, the NAIA school. We'll talk about that. But let's start with Illini football. Illini versus Rutgers at Memorial Stadium this weekend. 11 a.m. kickoff for Dad's Day. Uh, but, Mike, still a lot of buzz after that Penn State win last weekend. Yeah, that was incredible. You know, uh, the Illini had – some of the best ratings across the country. People were tuned in with their eyes on the Illini. Hmm, that'd be a good podcast title. <laughs> you know, you, you, you set a record nine overtimes, and the team played a fantastic defensive game. It was a heck of a moment. I know it wasn't the perfect game, but um, as an Illini fan, I got caught up in it, and it was a lot of fun when they they won the game and it's what coach b needs for the recruiting trail you're exactly right you talked about the ratings they were one of the top four rated games on the weekend 3.8 million households and the peak was well over 7 million when they were in the overtime battle back and forth which look it was not a thing of beauty by any stretch (laughs) um but when you are the illini in five and you're taking on a top 10 team uh the way that you were and you get a chance to to come in and, and beat them at their place in that fashion um, was was just outstanding in that. So you're exactly right. We're going to talk a lot more about the Illini and, and Penn State uh, uh, coming up here on the show this week. Uh, let's shift gears, though, and get over to, to basketball as well. I want to get your thoughts, uh, Mike, you and, and Brad. And, and Mike, let's just start with you. The Illini, uh, um, as we we're talking about again with, with basketball, um, uh, quick takeaway, the men's exhibition game last weekend, they, they beat St. Francis pretty handily. Mike, we knew they would do that, um, um, but, I, but I thought they uh, a, a lot of things learned and some things accomplished um, in this blowout. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed watching uh, Austin Hutcherson kind of come forward. We got a chance to see Andre Curbelo run the team. Yeah, I think it was good. I mean, it's good to get out and play against somebody else for them uh, after beating each other up in practice. Um, the one thing we're going to see is we're, we're going to need, uh, it sounds to me from what I'm hearing, we're going to need more than uh, uh, more than just uh, to rely on Kofi early in the season. So they're going to need some uh, uh, some of these guys, whether it's uh, Omar Payne, Coleman Hawkins to step up and maybe even, maybe that's why Brandon Lee uh, got some early minutes and uh, Benjamin Bosman's Verdonk. So um, they're going to need these guys to kind of step up and we'll see what they're made of in the Atlanta front court. Uh, when you mentioned that, uh, what's, uh, what's the, the latest right now, Kofi uh, sitting out some games. 
Yeah, it sounds like he'll have a suspension for selling the stuff from the player's trunk um, earlier. Not clear how long it's going to be. Um, hopefully it's not as uh, – it's been rumored that it could be up to eight games, but hopefully it won't be that long. Um, hopefully it's just talking, you know, two to four. But um, we'll see. I, I'm sure we'll have uh, some clarity here coming up pretty soon. Yeah, uh, we hope so. Um, does that seem exorbitant? To you, I mean, I, I think we were all talking uh, along the way, maybe a, a game or two, right? I mean, that seems like a lot. It's insane. Guys are driving Porsches, and somebody sold a jersey on the player's trunk, and so now they're they're serving games. I mean, the whole – it's the NCAA, though. So anything that they do is a joke. So it just – it is what it is. And he paid the money back, correct? I mean, it's not like he profited from it. Right. Right. So – Okay. What are you going to do? Yeah. Anybody uh, but the NCAA, and we wouldn't believe it. But it's the NCAA, so we do. In fact, you'd almost be, had they done something with common sense involved, you'd almost be shocked then. It's the <laughs> yeah. opposite. They're the yeah. opposite of everybody else in the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, one to watch there. Uh, okay, so now we know why um, uh, Brad was parking the car. He was on the phone with uh, some late, late breaking information. No, just kidding. Uh, okay, we're going to get uh, much more in-depth with uh, more hoops. Obviously, we have a lot to talk about and not just stuff on the court with, uh, uh, with Brad and Mike coming up. But uh, up next, more on the Illini's record-breaking history-making day at State College as we continue to count down to kickoff Illini and the Scarlet Knights. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions. 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth, since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com there's nothing more fun than going boating with friends we were all out having a good time when all of a sudden my best friend's hat flew off and without thinking he jumped in the water to retrieve it when we turned the boat around he seemed to be struggling to keep his head above the water we all started yelling pull the cord pull the cord I pulled the cord and my life was saved. I was wearing a belt-type inflatable life jacket. 
the wisest decision I ever made. Life jackets worn. Nobody mourns. Learn more at pleasewearit.com. Another football weekend is upon us. Illini hosting Rutgers at Memorial Stadium as we continue on the Sports Spectacular. Illinois trying to build off that momentum of last week. Ace Brown, 223 rushing yards, the most ever by a visitor at Beaver Stadium, and he's the rating Big Ten Player of the Week as a result. Illinois named the National Team of the Week. Brett Bielema named the Dodd Trophy Coach of the Week. So lots of attention on the Illini during this week. Uh, Bielema sharing a very funny story surrounding the Penn State game earlier in the week. Uh, Let's take a listen, and then we'll discuss on the other side. We want everybody to be in a certain look, orange hat, white jerseys, orange orange pants, and blue gloves. Um, And... uh, uh, before the game, I made a point about that in our program. Uh, offensive skill players, if you're going to handle the football, you don't wear sleeves, right? I knew it was getting a little bit colder out there. Uh, guys uh, that wear sleeves have a tendency to make the ball a little bit more uh, susceptible to come out or, or um, uh, be a little bit slick. We actually had a player Thursday during practice that was running a kickoff return as a look team player, and he had the sleeves on. He's a, a little Florida-born player, and the uh, ball come. He hit a nice run, a uh, nice Nice KOR return, and he was down the sideline just running. All of a sudden, the ball just squirted out of his hands. So I took that play clip and showed it to him on Friday, explaining why we have this rule, right? I've been in this business a long time. I've been in some cold-weather games. I was in the NFL. I saw two organizations that had the same rule. If you're an offensive player, you don't wear uh, sleeves. Uh, The reason we wear blue gloves is to match the jerseys of a opponent we might be playing that has a blue jersey on, right? So it all makes sense. Uh, I come up uh, before the game, and George McDonald comes to me and says, Coach, uh, Casey Washington doesn't want to wear blue gloves. Um, I look at Casey, and I said, why is that? He's like, Coach, I didn't get in, in time to break him in. I really want to wear my white gloves. And those of you that have uh, talked to Casey in moments of, of, of anxiety, he's looking very deep into your soul, right? So uh, I got Coach McDonald, who's kind of an authoritarian type uh, receiving coach. He's upset that the blue gloves aren't on. Uh, we're moments before kickoff. I got to make an administrative decision uh, uh, to, to the moment. So I looked at Casey and I said, you need the white gloves. He said, coach, I need the white gloves. Obviously, 60 minutes later, nine overtimes, I'm glad I gave him uh, the white gloves. <laughs> Those gloves are now being shipped uh, to the College Football Hall of Fame uh, after the game. They wanted some memorabilia. Uh, right after the game, uh, Brett came up to me and said, hey, College Football Hall of Fame would like some things. Um, uh, from the game, they wanted my hat. I wear the family hat before the game. Uh, sometimes I wear it home after the game. I'm like, they didn't get my damn hat. I love that hat. Um, it's been with us since uh, our first recruiting visit, and it means a lot to me. So it kind of has a soul and a purpose. I do, but I do got a pair of white gloves uh, that we'll send you. So now those famous white gloves. No one knew that story but me uh, at that time. So those white gloves are now headed to the uh, Hall of Fame. In case you got to find a new pair of gloves, they'll probably be blue. Yeah, this this is great because here he can have some fun. And we can laugh after the game. And I think I'll give Brad credit. I think he was the only one who said going into this game, why they play the games and let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, I, I was calling for nine overtimes. That was definitely on the docket. I knew that was happening. <laughs> Predicting that. No, pretty, pretty wild game. It's fun. You know, I think it's great. Just they competed. You know, the defense kept them in the game. We talked about that last week and leading up to it in our preview. It was like, you know, if the defense can keep them in the game, and then you just got to do enough to find a way to win, and they did. And um, this is one of those games where you, you know, all you do is put yourself with a chance to win at the end and hope you can find a way to pull it out, and they did. It was a lot of fun. I, I tell you, 
the one thing is, uh, you know, when you look at Bielema, it, it's fun to win. And you can see a guy that what I love about him, though, is that it's expected. He expects to win. He really does. It's not like a rah-rah, yay, we won a game. I'm so excited. Like, it's the greatest thing ever. He's like, yeah, we should be five and three, six and two. Yeah. You know, so he understands, he gets it. He's like, has bigger fish to fry. You know, and I think it was uh, interesting to hear him even, you know, I, I was surprised. I don't know about you guys. Did did he did he really not know this is, was his 100th career coaching win? I, it, he if he if he if he knew, give him a, give, give him a nomination for an Oscar because I I, I he seemed genuinely surprised when uh, Josh Whitman gave him the the game ball. Brad, did you think that? I thought it's funny because I knew he I I'm pretty sure he knew it before Wisconsin that it could have been his hundredth win against Wisconsin because everybody wrote about it. Oh, it could be. So I think he kind of knew, but I think he forgot that game was such a that burned his head. I mean, like he trying to burn that out of his mind, everything leading up to the Wisconsin game and after. So maybe that was it. He just forgot about it at that point. I, I had a hard time believing maybe that he totally was unaware of it, <laughs> but you know, the bottom line is you get caught up in these things and you probably wanted to forget it after last, you know, the last game against Wisconsin. So maybe he just put it out of his mind and focused on other things and was happy to, you know, find out that, hey, you know, it, it did come into play. I don't think anybody was predicting a victory at Penn State, and that was certainly fun. And maybe that's what it was. Maybe he had already, in the back of his mind, even though, like Brad said, he I like that he expects to win every weekend, kind of figured that it's not going to come this week, so no need to have a speech prepared because it's probably not <laughs> going to happen right now. But uh, but you're right. I, I thought this was a team that there was a lot of takeaway, and we'll talk with Matt Stevens later on here in this hour. Lots to take away from to, to be positive about, including the line of scrimmage. This was not just the offensive line of scrimmage, and and Chase Brown over 200 yards, Josh McCray over 100 yards. I mean, um, you know, again, Brown the biggest uh, rushing game ever for a visitor at Beaver Stadium, as you said a minute ago. Um, even on the defensive side, this was one that, that on both sides of the line they dominated. I don't think any of us saw that coming, Mike. No, um, I didn't. And I'll tell you, you know, you look at guys like Keith Randolph and a couple of the plays that he made. I was exhausted. Like in the, you know, I probably <laughs> made it to the third overtime before I got exhausted. But then for the last six overtimes, seven overtimes, I was exhausted. No, I agree with Keith Randolph. I was exhausted. No, I thought Randolph was great. I thought they made some plays. I thought, you know, whether it's linebackers, they were able to get their linebacker in the backfield. Some of that scheme and play and, and reading things and understanding. The, the linebackers were in the backfield all day long um, because they're controlling line of scrimmage. I thought it was great um, the way they were able to do this. But those two point, they blew up so many of those two point conversion attempts by Penn State down the stretch um, at the end. You know, so um, yeah, it, it's fun. It's certainly fun to see an offensive line like that. Did you see the the Twitter with like they had like whatever like sixteen offensive linemen lined up across like with the quarterback and you know and uh, the running back. <laughs> and that picture is hilarious because it, it really it encapsulates what they did. I was just like, here, we're going to line up all these guys we can, nine guys on the line, and we'll just see what we're going to do. Yes, seven offensive linemen. And uh, that's that, that kind of that's what they did. They said, we can't throw it anyway, so um, we might as well just run it. Yeah, yeah it's excellent. It was Kirby Joseph, I think, is one of the people I saw that tweet from. And I thought, hey, he can play football, and his Twitter game is good too. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're right. And now we know why. And Bilobo, that's more important, probably. That's right. Now we know why Bielema was talking about uh, the, the lack of depth in the offensive line, because he was going to pull out this package uh, <laughs> you know, of, of 12 offensive linemen on there. And, uh, and again, if you go to IlliniGuys.com, Matt Stevens has got a, got a story he posted earlier this week uh, talking about that. More Illini football, by the way, just ahead. We're not done. We're going a long way, just getting started here. Can they get a win and creep one game closer to 500 on the year? We'll break down the Rutgers game coming up. But up next, veteran basketball writer and analyst Jeff Goodman joining Brad on Sturdy for 30 this week. He's up next on the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys radio network. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. This is Brad Underwood. You're listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. The Sports Spectacular rolls on. This segment brought to you by Busey Bank. Jeff Goodman is one of the preeminent writers in college basketball. I got a chance to sit down and talk with him this week on my Sturdy for 30 podcast. And, of course, one of the hot topics was this Illini basketball team. Illinois fans are pretty excited about the Illini this year, even without even with the changes. You know, it, were you when you see a team that has – have you ever seen a team lose three assistants in a year? Like this, where th- yeah, and then- but usually, usually here's the difference. Usually, it's guys that hate the head coach and they'll bolt. Like that's generally what it is. I'm trying to think of uh, recently. Uh, Musselman's lost. He's done it. He's flipped over all three. I think Seth Greenberg did it one year when he was at um, uh, Virginia Tech. My guess, uh, but gen- it's not. I mean, again, usually they don't two of them don't go to the same spot either. And uh, so it, it was rare, but, you know, Antigua, listen, I, I get it. Illinois fans or Illinois fans, you know, they feel like nobody should leave Illinois, but Kentucky's Kentucky, you know, and ultimately they can pay more money and you can get in there for any kid in America, Kentucky, and get any kid in America pretty much. You, they had started to get that way at Illinois, right? They had started to be able to get in there with, maybe the top 10 kids, top 25 kids at Kentucky. It's, it's just, you kind of pick them out and just go after them. And, you know, nowadays, if you're Kentucky, you're not going to have to fight coach K anymore. He's done recruiting. Roy Williams is out. So now it's John Shire, Hubert Davis, Tommy Lloyd at Arizona. So you can kind of run recruiting again. Uh, if you're Kentucky with, with everything that's gone on lately. Is there, and of course, in this case, these are guys that still have a lot of respect for Brad Underwood. So this isn't a situation like, they, they where they hated the head coach. They just saw a better opportunity. Um, and so as you look at you know Illinois, they they bounce back with uh, they had what I think ended up being three pretty good hires at the assistant coach ranks, and, and it's paid off for them already. What are your thoughts on those assistant coach hires for Brad Underwood? 
Yeah, I mean, I think Brad had to go, you know, he went with Jeff because he felt comfortable, right? I mean, Jeff's there. Uh, he had earned it. Uh, you know, good guy, works hard, smart, all that. You know, I don't know if Jeff's going to be able to recruit the highest level players. That's not what he's there for, right? I mean, that's not his role. That's why they brought in Chester Frazier and Tim Anderson. And I don't know Tim especially well. I've heard good things about him uh, from a recruiting standpoint. I've known Chester since he was at Notre Dame prep as a player. So I've known Chester forever, and, and I love him. I think he can coach. He can recruit. He's the whole package. To me, Chester Frazier will be a head, co a head coach here soon. I don't know if it's a year, two years, five years. Um, you know, and obviously he's got the the – you know, the, the experience playing at a high level as well. So I, I think Chester was a great uh, hire. And I think, you know, we'll see what Tim Anderson does in players. But I think he's able to, he's certainly got you know, strong ties in the Chicago area. Yeah. And, and it's uh, it's one of those things where early on, you know, you mentioned Chester. Chester's already got a couple guys locked up. I think Jeff Alexander may have done the best recruiting by bringing back the big seven-footer in Kofi Coburn. I mean, were you, were you kind of surprised that Kofi came back to Illinois? Yeah, I was. I mean, he was – I mean, you talk to Brad or Kofi, and they'll both tell you, like Brad says, I, I thought he was gone. And I, I think we all did. You know, usually when you put your name in like that and you go through the process and – um, you either don't come back, you go to the NBA, or you, then you put your name in the portal, and it's like, all right, this thing's over. And I remember seeing him down in Birmingham, Alabama. He, he was at an AU event. I was down there watching uh, a bunch of players, and all of a sudden, I see Kofi over there. And um, I was going to talk to him, and then next thing you know, I'm talking to a coach. I turn around, and he's gone. So I, I didn't end up getting him. Now, it should be easy to find Kofi uh, in, in a gym, wherever the hell he went. But I, I couldn't. I couldn't track him down. And uh, I was talking to a bunch of coaches that day anyway. So, uh, but yeah, I was shocked. I think everybody in America was. And, you know, to me, without Kofi, you know, you're talking about Illinois being a, you know, tournament team, but probably not a locked tournament team without him. And now you go in with, to me, an elite level big man and an elite level point guard. And that's a pretty damn good start and some good veteran wings as well. Yeah, you mentioned, you know, obviously we know Kofi. He's All-American a year ago, um, All-Big Ten, things like that. But the guy who probably has Illini fans maybe as excited as anybody is Andre Carbello. And I know you're a big fan. You're more of a fan than Hummel. We, Hummel and I talked about this last week. And although he does like Carbello, he, he has his question marks. Uh, you're a little higher on Andre. I am. I mean, listen. I think he can lead the country in assists. I think he's a guy, too, that just captivates people. He's fun to watch, his enthusiasm, plus, obviously, his court vision and passing ability. You know, he's got some flash, but, uh, you know, I like that in college. And, you know, I think Brad does on most days as well or on most <laughs> plays. I think there are certainly times when uh, Brad will kind of give uh, uh, Bello a little bit of a tongue lashing uh, when he throws it all over the gym. But uh, ultimately, he, he understands that more plays than not, um, Andre is going to make the right play, uh, find guys. He's just something that, that, that there aren't a lot of out there right now, which are guys who make people better and, and make lives easier. Think of the amount of, of lobs that he should be throwing to Kofi this year. This should be like, honestly, three a game. He should get this, this a game, just throwing lobs to Kofi because – 
I guess unless they're playing Purdue. Uh, yeah. And then Zach Eady's going to be there, and you don't want to – like, I can't wait for that matchup. I saw Purdue, and I saw Zach Eady. He dominated Trevian Williams, dominated him. Um, so that's going to be a heck of a matchup. He might be the – I don't want to say the, the the best or the second best, but Zach Eady is going to be a, a, a real problem uh, for Hunter Dickinson and for everybody in the Big Ten. He, he's, you know, every bit of seven. So that will be a heck of a matchup. But, yeah, I, I just think – Bellow's a guy that, again, obviously Hummel's big thing, and I'm sure he told you, was, you know, he shot like, you know, 5% or whatever. And that was like 15% <laughs> from three last year. And uh, Hummel, all he could do was shoot anyway. So all he cares about is shooting because he couldn't do anything else. He was a one-trick pony. All he could do is shoot the ball. So if Bellow can't shoot it, he doesn't like him. Uh, but I, I think Bellow will end up being a 30-plus three-point shooter. And if he can do that, just take him take him don't be rondo you know don't be a guy that doesn't take him take him and certainly don't be ben simmons we know that um but but if he can make if he can hit 30 percent from three and cut down on the turnovers i think he averages like you know 15 and 8 this year for a team that's going to be in the top 10. jeff goodman um obviously he works for he's with the stadium now good he's been all over he's talked to a lot of different people he talks to coaches goes to practice across the country so it's great to get a perspective on him on this Illinois basketball team and he's very high on them obviously um he's really high on Andre Carbello has him as an all-american thinks he might be the best point guard in the country yeah I think it's good that Goodman is actually showing the respect that a lot of people would get if they went and took a deep dive into what's going on with any individual team and I got to give him credit he's doing his homework he's looking at the teams he's analyzing it and he respects them. Now let's just hope the Illini live up to it and they uh, they earn that respect on the other side. Yeah, no question. Really enjoyed uh, your give and take um, on that, Brad, with him. And, and uh, we want to hear more. Uh, this segment presented by Busey Bank. We have to step aside for a quick local break, but we've got more from Brad and Jeff Goodman coming up next. You're listening to the Illini Guys Radio Network. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Welcome back to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Brad Sturdy here with Mike Cagley and Larry Smith. Before the break, we were talking about my Sturdy Three podcast with basketball writer Jeff Goodman of Stadium. Here's more of that as I asked him his take on the most important Illini this season, aside from Kofi and Curbelo. I mean, I think Plummer is the guy you got to watch for here. To me, he's he's the veteran. He's at least done it. They haven't won. You know, he hasn't won certainly that Utah. They were they were mediocre, but ultimately, you know, he's a fifth year guy. Uh, you know, who who you know put up I don't know what it was 12, 13 points a game in the Pac twelve last year. So he's the guy to me that I think. You know, you're going to need that that third guy, right? Right, Bellows probably like I said, best case scenario is going to average fifteen. He might average 10 or 12. It wouldn't shock me if he averages 12 and 8. Um, you know, I, I'd expect Kofi to have uh, room for Bellow to operate. And obviously, given some room uh, for Kofi down low, and they're going to double him. We know that on the catch or, or, or whatnot, maybe not against every Big Ten team again, but they're going to double him. So I, I think, you know, again, I think Florida's going to be be a huge huge key for this team is um and so i, I kind of i found plumber i watched him in practice 
The yeah. dude rarely misses when he gets a, when he gets a look at the basket. He can really yep. shoot the ball. Um, so that's been impressive uh, to see from him and a huge addition for Illinois. Obviously different, maybe a little bit different this year. They might shoot more threes. So overall, the Big Ten, you mentioned Purdue, you mentioned Illinois. We know Michigan's got the big guys, you know, Hunter Dickinson, but also they got some really talented freshmen. At least we think they're talented. What are your thoughts on them? We don't know. I mean, we know Hunter Dickinson, but we really don't know the freshmen because I haven't seen this freshman class since, you know, a lot of them. I, certainly, I followed Chet Holmgren and Paolo Bencaro, the kids, you know, top players. But a lot of them, we didn't see their junior summer. We're used to doing that. So I take the, the, the rankings with a grain of salt here. I, I know, listen, I know Michigan's got talent. I'm not saying they don't, but I want to see it to believe it. Because I, I feel like the rankings this year, they, they're not great anyway. On an ordinary year, uh, recruiting guys aren't great with their rankings anyway. You know, top 10, yeah, I mean, again, Chet Holmgren and, and Ben Caro are going to be studs. We know that. But uh, once you get down past 10, I think a lot of times it's a crapshoot. Um, so these rankings, I don't put a ton of stock into them. And, and the other thing is, you know, Michigan got, was fortunate last year. Mike Smith. The, the Ivy League transfer was terrific. Are they going to get as lucky with Devontae Jones, the transfer from Coastal Carolina, who's going to be asked to plug that point guard spot? Yeah, it's interesting. You watch it. All, all these guys, you know, these incoming freshmen, we didn't get to see the, them play as much as we had in the past. That's why I always said, like, I think this class rankings, it's just a complete crapshoot. We didn't even – you didn't know. And the ones who – you know, if you watch high – you know, as well as I do, watch high school basketball – you never know. You know, the competition level, one guy might score 37 against, you know, a bunch of 6'2 kids from, you know, uh, from uh, middle of nowhere. So it's a little bit different. Uh, AAU circuit, we see him go head to head. What about the other rest of the teams in the Big Ten? We got the big three. It seems like everybody pretty much has Purdue, Illinois, Michigan in some order at the top yep. of the Big Ten. Who, who are the other teams that you think could step up? I mean, I think the next the next tier is is kind of – you know, similar, you know, and it's hard to really figure them all out at, at this point. I mean, I, you got, certainly you got Ohio state in there, right? I mean, they, they probably the best player of that next year with EJ Liddell, but I'm worried about their, their point guard play um, to be honest, because I don't know who it's going to be at this point. It might be justice suing. Um, and he's not really a true point. We know that, but they're going to play a lot through him. Um, Michigan, I saw them practice. They're good, but they don't have a start in their point guard situation. Very much in them. I, I really happen to like Tyson Walker, the Northeastern transfer. I've seen him play in person. I, I think he's terrific, but ultimately still you're going from Northeastern to Michigan state. Um, those are two that are in there. Maryland. I saw practice or play pickup. They're probably as talented as a lot of those teams in the first tier. You know, they got Fats Russell, Eric Ayala. They got the big kid Q from, from Georgetown who transferred in. Uh, they've got some pretty good wings. So I, I think they're in the mix there, too. And I thought Indiana, I, it's funny. I've seen a lot of Big Ten uh, schools practice because my daughter is a senior in high school, and she's <laughs> taking trips, and a lot of them are Big Ten schools. So I've been to all these and seen them. Indiana, same thing. Xavier Johnson, transfer, point guard. So transfer, point guard, Maryland, Fats Russell. Transfer point guard, Indiana, um, Ohio State. We don't know really what it is. 
and Michigan State probably a transfer point guard in Tyson Walker. So that's where, to me, you look at, you know, Purdue, um, they've got at least a holdover situation, and they've got Jay Ivey coming off the ball. Illinois has got, to me, the best point guard in the league, and you need that. You need – you don't – listen, you do not win a national title without a high-level point guard. You can't. I mean, you can't. So that's the one nice thing if you're an Illinois fan is you say to yourself, like, I know we got Bello. I know we got a guy who, who's going to be in the hunt for the Bob Cousy Award at the end. Yeah, it's uh, the Big Ten is going to be fun this year. Uh, a lot of big guys in the Big Ten. A lot of big guys. And, you know, last couple of years we've seen that with Garza and Oturo and all those guys in the past. Yeah. Is the Big Ten a little bit different maybe in that regard, the, just the number of big guys that they have? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, college basketball overall this year has more bigs. It's like you could do a first-team All-American team of just bigs. It's hard. I, I put Curbelo on there, and I put uh, Buddy Bayham on there. But if I wanted to, the best five players probably are big men. But, but again, I can't put a I can't put an All-American team without guards on it. I just can't. <laughs> it just looks ridiculous. Bunch of centers. To have five big men. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the league's different. It's like the old Big Ten. You know, it's like the what we think of the Big Ten, right? Like these kind of, I don't want to say plotting, but not as athletic bigs. And we got a lot of them right now. We got a lot of them. And, uh, you know, a lot of the reason, I think it's a combination. You know, they couldn't, they weren't going to go high enough in the NBA draft. None of those guys were going to go first round. We know that. Otherwise, they'd be gone. And number two, you come back, like look in Kofi's case. Come back. I don't know what he's making, but he's going to make good money with that through NIL. And Hunter Dickens is making good money uh, or some money with NIL. So it takes a little bit of pressure off. At least you know you're getting something this year. Um, you know, whether it's 50 grand, 100 grand, 500, whatever it is, 200. Um, I, I don't know what Kopi's getting, but I've heard it's, you know, pretty significant. Yeah. It, it's, it's more than we're getting to do this podcast. I do know that. It's definitely more than <laughs> yes. we're getting. Yes. So, no um, so it, and his, hey, his ride, whatever, whatever he's going to drive, my guess is going to be better than you or I this year. Goody's obviously very high on uh, uh, Utah transfer uh, Afonso Plummer, as well as Trent Frazier. He mentions both of those guys uh, predominantly, uh, you know, how tough Frazier is. And then Plummer's ability to shoot the ball. And from my opinion, he's exactly right. When you can spread the floor around a seven foot, 290 pound guy with guys that can really shoot it. And a guy who can pass it like Curbelo, this team has a chance to be really good offensively. Yeah, especially when Frazier looks like five people on defense like he did the other night. It was pretty amazing. Hutcherson was doing a bit of everything. Yeah, no question uh, about that. I mean, it's a lot of fun. You know, something else, too, that, that you guys talked about, Brad, there at the end was um, in terms of NIL, and there's no question Kofi driving a, a better car than any of us uh, this year with the NIL <laughs> money he's getting. Uh, a great exchange we couldn't fit in time-wise uh, about NIL overall. What did Jeff say about that? Yeah, I mean, he was it was really interesting to get his take, you know, because he's seen a lot of different places. And he talked about how, you know, there's going to be some programs that are going to have more money than others. I mean, if you're talking NIL money, is, you know, let's say a school like, is Penn State going to get their money to their football program or they care about their basketball program? Are you going to be able to get those guys? Rutgers, same thing, type of thing as opposed to like in Illinois and then Illinois, even looking up maybe at a Kentucky or North Carolina or Kansas or Duke or whatever, throwing money towards there. And uh, we talked about how Illinois does have to pull from Chicago, which is something that they can do. 
Yeah, Illinois will definitely need to develop the Chicago presence for the booster program for NIL. It's all above board. And we know that the Ohio States and the Michigans and teams like that are doing it. We don't have any other choice but to respond in kind. Yeah, and that's the challenge right now, to your point, is everyone get out there and do uh, what they've got to do. A lot of groups out there uh, putting these things in motion, and uh, certainly we'll, we've heard from some, Craig McDonald, the IL-NIL.com guys, uh, but there's some other ones as well. So certainly, like you said, uh, i got to get to that. Brad, it's really good stuff, and once again, you can hear the uh, complete interview on the Sturdy for 30 podcast. You can find that on IlliniGuys.com or wherever you download your podcast. It's Rutgers weekend. We break down the game as we get ready for kickoff. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. We all make more than 35,000 decisions a day. Most are small, but some can be life-changing. When it comes to taking care of yourself, the most important choices can be hard to make. Like having a tough conversation instead of ignoring a buddy's call. Or being there for support, not assuming things will just get better. Make the decision to be there for the veterans in your life, for your community, for yourself. Learn more at BeThereForVeterans.com. The Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, and that is where you will find complete coverage this weekend Pre-game and post-game, not only of the Illinois Rutgers football game, but also the Illini versus Indiana of Pennsylvania men's hoops exhibition. Uh, this segment presented by HX Home Solutions. Just over uh, a week away from tip-off of the regular season now, a home game versus Jackson State on November 9th. Uh, fellas, what's your top concern with this team heading toward that date? I don't have a lot of concerns about the Jackson State game, but, but uh, moving on, I think the biggest concern is that they've got some guys who are unproven, the young guys, how they're going to step in, and not even young guys, just the guys who haven't played at this level, You know, whether it's Austin Hutcherson or what have you. Um, and, and then the other concern is how long is is Kofi, is Kofi going to be suspended for X number of games, how long that uh, affects, and what impact that has as you try and play without him, because he's a unicorn. Kofi's a unicorn, so he's not like anybody else. So when you're playing without him, you're playing a different brand of basketball than you're going to play when you have have him on the floor. Yeah, and I would say that from my standpoint, the biggest concern is is how is the team going to score in those moments when Kofi's out of the game? Uh, Are they going to share the ball? When Kofi's in the game, I don't worry about it because the ball movement seems to be good. But once guys get their roles defined and they get their confidence, I don't have a lot of problems with this team. I think they're going to be pretty darn good. You know, my concern, I guess, would be, again, um, the cohesion. You've got so many different pieces, and you've worked, to Brad's point, with Kofi being a part of that. Um, How do you get into that? And will it disrupt the flow for later games? Um, You know, we've talked before that this is a very doable non-conference slate. Um, The good news is, regardless of whatever Kofi is is going to have to, um, whatever punishment he's going to have to deal with in terms of that goes well, 
um, you know, he'll, he'll should be back in time for Big Ten season, which is uh, the big thing. Uh, we'll hear from Brad Underwood coming up uh, next hour. Right now, the IlliniGuys.com football writer and analyst Matt Stevens joins us to talk football. Illini and the Scarlet Knights. Uh, Mr. Stevens, good to have you here. Tell us about Rutgers. What do they bring? Well, they bring a lot of familiarity toward this Illinois staff, believe it or not. You know, you got Greg Schiano, who was on that Patriot staff with Brett Bielema under Bill Belichick. Yeah, Rod Smith, Rob Smith, who was Breland's defensive coordinator when he was at Arkansas. And there's a lot of different, there's a lot of similarities to what Rutgers wants to do under Shianu that Illinois wants to do under Brett Bielema. They want to run the football um, first and foremost, and, and they want to stop the run and they want to play physical. And I think you're going to see a style of play that's very, very similar on both ends, both sidelines on Saturday. And I, I think it bodes well for Illinois because I think they figure right now that they do it better than anybody in the country and kind of proved it in, in Happy Valley last weekend. And they, they feel like if they can bring the run game that they uh, they traveled with to Pennsylvania, back home to, to Champaign, that they've got a really good chance of, of, of getting to four and five on this season and, and getting a win over Rutgers on, on, on Dad's day. The uh, Rutgers has got off to a nice start this season, but they've kind of gone into a tailspin. Is it just more of a – uh, result of playing better competition uh, lately, or do, have they? What's has something happened to them? No, I, I think it's the result of that, Brad. I think that you you've seen them play a higher level competition. They've had Ohio State, they've had Michigan State. That Big Ten East is really no joke when you've got that many teams in the top twenty five, and you've got to hit them one by one by one. Greg Greg knew he had a real big rebuilding job over at Rutgers to begin with when he took the over that job again. And I think he's starting to see it. They do a lot of interesting things that are hard to prepare for. If you haven't seen Rutgers, they, they, they have a dual kind of quarterback kind of deal where they have a, they have a thrower and Noah red roll. And then they have, they have a couple of runners, including Johnny Lanigan, their own version of Johnny football, kind of running it as, as a wildcat quarterback. That was kind of hard for the early season, you know, opponents of them, Syracuse specifically to kind of prepare for, they went in the carrier dome and actually got a win but they haven't been able to, you know, replicate that type of off- offensive performance lately in, in in games. And I think that they've they've kind of relied on their defense a little too much, and it's kind of caught up to them. You know, I, I want to get back to what you mentioned a moment ago about in terms of uh, Illinois feeling like they can they can come in coming out of Happy Valley with what they did and and get a win uh, against Rutgers. You know, it would seem to me that that if you're the offensive line uh, and you're the offense right now, listen, swagger has not been part of your vernacular this year but to your point after what you just did against uh, a number seven team in the country you've got to kind of be have your chest puffed out a little bit coming into the stadium on saturday and feeling like you can push anybody around yeah so the old adage larry is that two things really travel when you play football one is defense and the other is a run game and i figure i think illinois and brett bielema and tony peterson specifically kind of feel that way they feel like you know I, i know a lot of people look at it I don't know why they look at it this way in the run game, but they don't look at it this way in the pass game, but they feel like if you know you're going to run the football, then you can stop it. Well, Penn State kind of knew Illinois was going to run the football and they couldn't stop it. And Tony Peterson had the discipline to say, you know what, we're going to get five or six yards on this carry. I'm not going to, you know, play call my way into a punt. And I think that they were really disciplined. And I think they feel like if they, they, they use these seven man offensive lines and nine man offensive lines against Rutgers, they should have the same amount of success because their offensive line is starting to play at a cohesion level that, that it's not been through in the the entire 2021 season. And so there's a lot of confidence going into the run game and in the overall defense right now for Illinois. And both of those things should travel. Matt, do you think they'll complete a pass this week or 
get 50 yards passing. You think that's a goal or? Well, the guy that's going to be slinging it is number 18 again, Brandon Peters. Art Sikowski broke his arm on, in Happy Valley during one of those overtime periods, and Brandon came in and threw the game-winning touchdown pass. Brad, they're not going to try to win with 38 yards passing anymore. I can promise you that. But I, I do think that the most important position in the Brett Bielema offense and Tony Peterson's offense is the running back. And I think they're going to you're going to see a healthy dose of of Chase Brown and, and Josh McCray again. But I do think you're going to need to see Brandon Peters complete some passes and move the chains on third down. And I, I think that Brandon's capable of doing it. It's just there, there hasn't been the consistency there this year. And that's what you're going to have to see in these last four or five games. Yeah, and I think if they're going to get to, you know, four wins, five wins, find a way to get a six when they're going to have to get some passing, Matt. I totally agree. Hey, we'll leave it there. Matt Stevens, com, football writer and analyst. Check out all this stuff on the front page. And again, he's part of the complete coverage this weekend, pregame and postgame stuff going on on campus at the U of I. Matt, thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Not a problem, guys. Have a good one. All right. This segment brought to you by the talented people at HX Home Solutions. Up next, how Brett Bielema is using the Penn State win to help change the culture of this program. This is the Illini Guys Radio Network. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com i'm morgan freeman i'm not a doctor but i trust science and i'm told that for some reason people trust me so here i am to say i trust science and i got the vaccine if you trust me you'll get the vaccine. In math, it's called the distributive property. In people, it's called taking care of one another. Get the vaccine. Help make our world a safe place for us to enjoy ourselves again. Please. Uh, A lot of respect uh, for... uh, um the victory and what they earned, but I also wanted them to put that behind them because because there hasn't been a great amount of success uh, over a period of time, these guys haven't learned that the expectation is what happened Saturday, not the exception, right? Like, congratulations, you did your job, now let's go forward, right? So we put to bed the game really quickly. The Atlanta guys, Sports Spectacular, getting close to the top of the hour. Brett Bielema talking earlier this week about his approach and the transition from a big signature win to getting back to business. And guys, I thought his words were perfect and necessary. Mike, if you're going to be successful, this is the approach you have to take. 
Yeah, and and whoever uh, Brett's speechwriter is is pretty darn good because he's got. I mean, that was really the tone that you have to take because if if you act like your season's been made because you upset Penn State, that's probably the quickest recipe to make sure you don't win any more games this year. So I love the approach, and now it's just all about the execution. Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty easy to win one game occasionally, like to pull an upset. It happens all the time. To have sustained success is, is difficult. It's really difficult in Illinois football, as we've seen over the years. But but I think having that mindset will help him. I mean, and making sure that his guys are all in that mindset that this is the expectation. The expectation is to win. And, yeah, you're excited when you win. But if you're expecting to win, you're not going to get quite as excited about a win, um, even if it's top 10 win on the road, as you do if, you, if you, you're shocked you won the game. So I think it was good. And he's like, hey, we're expecting to win. This is what we're supposed to do. Enjoy it, but we got to get it done next week too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as we've said before, you've got, you've got some pieces on this team. Look, you're, you're now getting you're past the halfway point. Um, there are going to be questions about the, the talent level. There are going to be questions about the coaching. I mean, all those things happen. But I think, again, that as you walk into the stadium at 11 o'clock um, and, and kick off for, for Rutgers, you now have a unit, um, to your point, guys, that actually has, has tasted this. And you want to let say, listen, no, this could be every week. This isn't just a one time. Let's break out the party hats. Let's make this happen every week. And that's where you change the culture to where the losses become the surprises, uh, Brad, and and not the wins. Yeah, I think, and that's where you get in this situation where the losses hurt more than the wins are are good. You know, what I mean, you hate losing more than you love winning, and I think that's the key that he's got to get to. I mean, he's got to get these guys on that on board with that. And I think beating Rutgers this week is, you know, I hate to say it, but I, I think beating Penn State was great for like some national notoriety. You know, they won every award. I think Matt Stevens won Sports Writer of the Week too, just so we can get another one for him. So uh, football Sports Writer of the Week. But no, so you you have all these awards they won, so that's cool. But you got to back it up now. It's like beating Nebraska that first game. You have to back up that now now see if they've got some maturity now they can win the home game against Rutgers where they're I mean you know it's it's basically it's gone back and forth pick them type game um but I think they they need to win this game Illinois should win yeah they should win and they've got it they the defense should have confidence that you can stop this Rutgers offense that's that's been struggling and to be honest with you the offense can actually say of a hundred years of history at Beaver Stadium no team has come in and got more rushing yards than what that Illini team put up on the board against them. That's pretty darn amazing, statistically speaking. Well, and you make it again. If you if you get this win over Rutgers, it just, like we talked before, and Brad was right with the UTSA game, you got to follow it up with, with the next week. Have you learned from this before in the previous big wins that you had or just simply wins this season? Because if you're four and five, now all of a sudden your November looks a lot different. Uh, where you go into that and, and try to, um, again, get a couple of wins here at the end uh, as you finish up uh, at Minnesota, at Iowa, and then uh, at home against Northwestern. And, and maybe we can get to 50 yards in the air this week. That would just be incredible. Air Illini, 50. <laughs> back, back in the – I remember a day when they used to throw for 300 every week, it seemed like, you know, back in By the Mike White era. Yes. <laughs> So it's interesting. It's obviously different, but you know, whatever works. I, I yep. just win the, they, they, what's, what is it? Uh, Dennis Green, was that Dennis Green? They, you play to win the games at Herm Edwards. I don't know. One of those guys, it was like, you play to win the game and type thing. So 
I, I always look at um, I was looking at you know if you can win, I don't care whether you throw for fifty yards or, or two hundred and fifty yards, just 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 win the game. I think Mike, you made a point that nobody's nobody has gone to Beaver Stadium and missed on as many two point conversions as <laughs> Illinois did either. Well, except for Penn State, maybe Penn yeah, State. Exactly, just just Penn State. Penn State. You know, so but no visiting team has ever missed that many two point conversions. So. That's right, and and, um, and then to your point, no home team. It's one of those like very obscure records yeah. that we missed in that that we'll bring <laughs> up later on uh, along the way. You're exactly right. Hey, we got to take a, a station break right now. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com.